bastards from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like listen to my voice, so I don't know. Ooh, I like yeah, the same like voice. If, if, that's why you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Bum and Ivy podcast. Season 1, episode 13. We back, baby. What up? What's up? What's up? Hey, what was our phrase that we had from last week? Make that woo. Oh, make that woo, man. <laughs> the woo. Make that woo. Well, I ain't making that woo, but still, make that woo. Yeah. Make that woo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you came back from Jeju, right? Yeah, yeah, I was there for like just a day. Yeah, how was it? <laughs> it was literally got off the plane, got on uh-huh. a bus, uh-huh. went to work, uh-huh. and then from work, and then went to the hotel, slept, went back to work, got out of work, got on a bus, came to the airport, and came back to Seoul, man. Damn. Yeah, it's like literally, that. damn. Like I didn't, I didn't, dude. There's, there's nothing to do here, man. You know, because usually when there's like a business trip in my old job, I'll be like, so, you know, like a lot of people around me are having babies, COVID babies. Like you know, you're bored at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all pregnant all of a sudden, you know. Boop. Pregnant. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, you see more of your your significant other and you're just like, what are you doing tonight? Same thing I do every other night. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean. You get sick of watching like Felicity reruns. Just looking at each other. (laughs) Yeah. That's why there's a lot of like, I mean, I don't want to get down back to this, but there's a lot. That's why there's a lot of child crime in Korea because everyone's home now. You know, kids don't go to school. Everyone's home, so there's a lot of crime. Yeah, you mean like parents hitting the kids or kids just doing bad stuff? Like, there's a lot of neglect. You know, there's like you they find kids in a in in a pyeongjam in a convenience store that's that's like in in their slippers in the middle of the winter. Mm. You know, or like with and the kids. Kids like, oh, I cannot get something to eat because I haven't eaten in like two days, you know? Oh, man. That's going to break <laughs> Cause, your heart. Yeah, because they're like, what the heck? What, what? That little, there's like a six years old, six year old, seven year old came to the convenience store because they didn't know where to go because uh. their parents weren't home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, dude. Anyway, other than that, yeah, you, I could see a lot of people having babies. Yeah. You know, I could see like typical Wednesday night conversation. Like the girl is like reading her phone and she's mm. like, honey, I'm like, what is there? And he's like, what? New Sex in the City series is going to come out next year. So got to have a kid before that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> you think they're having like extra babies or like unplanned babies or you think they're like I think they're uh if they had a timeline they're kind of pushed up the timeline 
because they're like, what else are we going to do? You know? Makes sense. Yeah. You know what I saw the other day on the news? It's kind of messed up. They're calling it um, like one star terrorist hakon. Have you heard of that? Oh, what's that? So, you know, because of coronavirus, a lot of people are doing uh, delivery, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they'll do is someone will uh, order pedal minjo, peminjo, uh, some kind of like food, right? Mm. And then the delivery goes, no problem. They do exactly what they order. And then they call back to the restaurant. They say, oh, I ordered this soup, but you sent me this stir fry instead. And they go, oh, let me double check and uh, I'll make sure to send you the right thing. Uh, please just wait. And then he checks it and he goes, oh, it's the correct one. And then they go, uh-uh. And this one girl's like, he recorded the call or the text messages. And it's like, she's like, no, no. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a one-star review. And, and, and you know, your place is going to go down. And they <sighs> all freak out, you know, because of that. Dude, and it, it's actually becoming like a growing, like trend. These one-star terrorists. What to get like extra food? Free food. They uh, say if you, and they're like, oh, if you, if you charge me for this, you're getting a one-star review. And they do like helpa to all these restaurants. So mm-hmm. messed up. So messed up. Yeah, man. But there's a bunch of little kids, man. That's why. Yeah, or just like you know, like out of work, twenty-somethings. Mm. <laughs> Or like, I don't know. But then what happens is it becomes what happens is these stars and reviews, if you think about it, are now a sort of digital currency. If you think about it, each star represents opportunity for a a vendor or a restaurateur to make more money, right? Hmm. And each star that goes down is less money or negative impact to the owner isn't that mm. crazy well i mean i i i used i used delivery apps when i was running my business uh-huh. yeah like for all of the all the shops I, I was doing it and i didn't really i really didn't care about that back then uh-huh. but i could see people stressing because a lot of these people are their whole base they base their whole business on delivery right yeah, you could so, be like 100% delivery only, you know? Yeah, like a ghost kitchen or whatnot. Yeah. Or ghost kitchen or even like a lot of the Korean Chinese style restaurants, Chungayori, mm. they're pretty much over 90% delivery it's, only. It's, yeah. Back in those days, we had like this neighbor review thing where you can like give how many stars on neighbor. Uh-huh. Straight up got rid of that, man. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like it's an option, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, like, and, yeah, go ahead. And and I noticed all the big places where, like, they didn't allow people to, like, leave stars or comments. Mm. And then they, like, straight took it out. So in the beginning, I I was running it for, like, a year. And I was like, this is bullshit. So I just took it out. Mm. So you don't even give the opportunity for people to say anything, you know? Yeah, like, and if you look at this rating system, it's too, it gives too much power to the people. And when people have bad intentions, it really ruins it for the restaurant folks that are trying to make a living, you know? Oh, yeah, man. It's kind of messed up. Yeah, my, my wife reads, like, at least, like, 20, 30 reviews before she orders something. Yeah, and it's kind of like, 
Dude, yeah, like that's we're like, like yeah, go, man. Yeah, like we're a review centric society now. Like yeah. yesterday, I booked our vacation for uh, this summer. Yeah, the first thing you look at is reviews. You know. Yeah. But how do you know if it's like a trusted review? Because, you know, these days in Korea, there's websites where they'll pay you or give you promos to do reviews. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like I said, it's like a currency, you know, where if you're a business owner, now there's incentive to get positive reviews by paying other people to do it. And if you're a, a consumer, there's, you know, it's two prong, right? You have to look at reviews in order to make a decision and you can use review as a weapon to get back at the vendor or the business owner. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's that's messed up though. But I, I remember um like back in the days when I first started, uh-huh. I used to I used to have this like I used to do lobsters, right? And then Yeah, yeah. I what I what I did was like fresh lobsters and then we used to take out like the innards. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would like mix it with butter and like I used to make like a sauce out of it. Uh-huh. And then serve it with the lobster, right? Uh-huh. And you know how Korean people like the innards. So they're like they like dipping the lobster in the innards inner, inner sauce. And yeah. then we're doing that for like a month or two. And then this couple came in, ate it, left, called like a couple hours later. We're saying, oh, like, I feel really sick. Uh-huh. And my husband's in the, he's throwing up right now in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, dang, I'm, I'm sorry. Like. And they're like, oh, I think it's the lobster, right? Uh-huh. And and at the time I didn't know, but they're like, Yeah, like I'm gonna either like I can go to the hospital and get like whatever, or like you can just refund me. Uh-huh. And I was like, All right, let's come back, I'll refund you. And she's like, No, why don't you just send me the money? Right. What? So, and I was like, mm, whatever, man. You know, because I sell like hundreds of them a day. So I was like, whatever, right? So I just refunded her i just uh-huh. sent her i sent her money uh-huh. and i was like thinking about it and i was like why did you get what do you think you got sick and she's like oh i did she's like she was like just pinpointing something she's like oh i think it was a sauce uh-huh and i so i took out the sauce from that on because i was like Shit, i don't want this to happen again right 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 and i kept thinking about it and i was like dude those guys were just they're just there's a bunch of jacks man they're just going around restaurants tell them calling them back saying i'm sick to get their money back damn do you think there's no way there's no like way as an owner restaurant owner to get you know if they're wrong and they lied how can you get anything back you know no, because if they go to the hospital saying like oh i got food poisoning like what's the doctor gonna say oh you got food poisoning from like lobsters they're gonna say like oh you probably got food poisoning from something i don't know Mm, right mm, mm. and they're gonna bring back that that hospital bill saying like look like i got food poisoning yeah, I mean, it's and better off to pay the, just refund yeah, the I can't say like, receipt, yeah. I can't say, like, oh, you probably ate something else. True. Oh. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's totally understand, man. There's a lot of people like that in Korea, dude. You yeah. really got to be careful. There's people who, dude, there's people who eat uh-huh. and they just dip. <laughs> yeah, what's that called? Uh, dine and dash. Oh, is it dine and dash? Yeah. We call it mock tea in Korea, dude. Oh, mock tea. Yeah. Yeah. Mock tea. Wow. It's like straight up dip out, man. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, of course. For real? But you guys have CCTV. 
and we have CCTV, so we're trying to like look at it. Even uh-huh. we had like staff members like run after them. Oh they, yeah, like, scatter out, man. These four girls one time, uh-huh. like dipped out one at a time, acting like they were going to the bathroom. They just dipped out. Uh-huh. And just, I was like, and the, one of the servers like start running out, right? Uh huh. Trying to like catch them, but I was like, don't worry about it, man. Oh my gosh, happened that- a lot, dude. Because uh-huh. the bigger the store, bigger the yeah. restaurant. Yeah, they're like they don't care, you know. They're like, oh, these guys make enough money or whatever. Yeah, they look rich, so it did, dude. They just, yeah, yeah. And it didn't help that your business partner had a, a Porsche at the time, so <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but you know, like mm-hmm. in the beginning, there were so many people coming mm-hmm. in and out of that place. Uh huh. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't tell if who paid or not, you know. That's the thing, like crowd control. And plus, back when Itaewon was booming, like yeah, that place man. was crowded. And I think your part of the neighborhood was like super, super busy, right? Yeah, like for like in the beginning, we're like so busy that literally like when you open the door, every seat got taken. There was like 60 seats, right? Wow. So, and there's like after that, everyone's like waiting in line. So imagine how many people will eat and leave and come back in and like whatever, right? Yeah, you need people at each station to like kind of oversee what's going on. Oh, so you need to run it like a casino, like a pit boss. <laughs> yeah, like you need to run server in, like in this area is controlled by you. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, we had like we had like like nine servers. Uh huh. Like someone at the bar, like two uh-huh. people at the bar. Uh huh. And then there's like a general manager, and then there's a manager, and there's uh-huh. like a like a little manager below that oh wow really yeah yeah that makes sense tech best killing it man everybody orders stuff you know everybody including yours truly (laughs) yeah i get all my groceries like delivered to my house oh you do i haven't been to the grocery store in like like a year man oh because like here in la um my wife and i what we do is we parse out where we're gonna buy stuff because you can't get everything in one place for us like we have to go to korean market for korean food and certain like produce and we go to like a different market for like american food and snacks Uh, like trader joe's is the best place to get snacks right yeah yeah. and like their specialty stuff and then like whole foods is the best place to get milk and eggs and butter and like bread and then like um, Korean market for like you know other produce and Korean food, so it's just like we have to go to three different places. Hey man, that that sounds like you need to start a business or something, man. You know, to like bring it all together, right? <laughs> bring it all together, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, good idea. You know, that's a good idea, man. I mean, because oh, over because they already have so many companies that do that here. Oh wow, you know, okay. like Market Curly. Uh huh. There's like 10 different companies like Market Curly now. So, all right. So, let me ask you this like, if I mm. wanted like a French baguette, mm. organic butter, organic milk, mm. and like Korean veggies and yep. like tenjang, I could do that on Market Curly. Yep. Wow. And the, and the baguette would be like some famous baguette in like Apkujang somewhere. Oh, wow. And the, and the butter is like, butter would be kind of like, uh, like a like a brand from europe or something 
but yeah like if you're trying to get something that's like they even have like specialized like oh that egg tart from some stash some shop in chongno you know wow and they so promote those things like on the, they'll say oh the special this week is that egg tart from chongno right? oh yeah, yeah. and they're oh, like wow and, and they constantly send like 20 10 dollar 15 dollar like 20 dollar gift certificates so like the like, delivery charge is pre- basically free there is no delivery charge they just want you to keep buying what and you don't tip house, the delivery dude. guy, right? You don't tip the delivery guy. Of course guy, right? not. They just did they come at like four in the morning, leave in front of your door, dude. Huh? So when I'm like Korea's got it going my, on, man. So when I open my door to like leave, there's like three boxes outside, man. Dang. Yeah. And it's like individually packed with like frozen ice and everything, dude. Dude. There's a lot That's of trash, amazing. Though. That's a lot of trash. Cause like a whole lot of trash. You know, like in Korea, you have like the pulisugo day where you take your recyclables and you put it all together. I bet it's yeah. like exponentially growing. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It's dunk, right? And then I don't think there's pulisugo days anymore. It's every day is every day is pulisugo day. day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we have a recycling like uh, bin in the in the mm. garage in our apartment, dude. It gets full right away right away man and like people get mad because the boxes we get are big and some people Mm. just throw the whole box without like flattening it Mm. so if the bin fills up right away and one of the guys in my building is like he got so mad he took the whole box took it out of the trash bin and put it back in the guy's apartment and said fold it and do it right (laughs) he's right man he was right though he was in the right to say that and be like that's in our rules and our guidelines so it, it, the funny thing is like in korea like the the security guy does all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's it's not in his job description man yeah it, that's it that's not his job dude <laughs> he's just but like 90 percent of huh? his job is folding yeah. trash okay Gyeongbyeol-si in korea yeah 95 percent of his job is taking packages if you can't get it delivered to your front door, right? Yeah. And doing pulisugo. <laughs> pulisugo, that's it. Yeah. Literally, man. Because obviously, there's no, nobody's trying to like rob anything, right? And the other part is like, if the parking is very limited, he's a guy that has to like move cars. Poor guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we don't, we don't have that problem, but uh, that guy's always like doing something with trash. <laughs> poor guy. It's like, this is not even my job. <laughs> yeah uh, mm. yeah anyway so like everything man you just it's just click 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 dude like there's you know there, there's a company now that like my wife uses for like meat uh-huh so like uh this guy is like he's like some super genius dude from keist right uh-huh so he got like a full scholarship to go to like MIT, some something somewhere. But he he declined and he started doing like working at a as a at a butcher shop. Wow! So he like, and then he tasted like freshly butchered meat, and he was like, "Dude, this this tastes like nothing I've ever eaten before," you know. Wow. So he's like, everything I eat at like grocery stores, it's like it doesn't taste like this, and they're like, it's because the ones at the grocery stores. It's probably like butchered a week ago, you know? So timing-wise, the cuts are like 
they have too much like time since the it's been cut to the time it gets to the the kitchen grocery table. store yeah, yeah so grocery store yeah he's like so he made a company where everything is butchered within 24 hours or 12 hours uh-huh. so, so basically like i ordered like beef uh-huh. and this cow was literally he he butchered it like hours ago it'll be funny it'll be funny if he uh sends you like a selfie of him like axing the cow (laughs) he's like this is so fresh here's the timestamp (laughs) yeah literally they have a timestamp so Uh, it's a logistics problem right so uh he found a logistic i mean korean and you know their delivery thing so it comes to our house like yeah and and i eat it and i'm like dude like it tastes like nothing I had before, man. Oh, it tastes different. Dude, it's like the meat is ridiculous, you know? I'm it tastes like, better. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, now it's like a like a $50 million business or something. It's like, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's going to make a lot of money. Dude, hmm. that's kind of similar story to um, Salt Bay in Turkey. You know Salt Bay? Yeah. yeah. So his name is Nusret. And Nusser at or something, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all his restaurants, right? yeah, yeah. And what he does, he was a waiter and he moved to Argentina oh. to learn how to uh butcher meat. Oh, wow, like for like eight years. And then he came back to Turkey and he opened like this tiny restaurant. But his signature before he did the salt thing was yeah. he'll make the meat. He bring it to your table and he'll cut it, he'll uh, slice it, and he'll with his bare hands he feeds you. That was the ah uh, okay so yeah. And then like we went to Nuzret before he got really really big. Yeah. For Salt yeah. Bay. Yeah. Because um, like he was a friend of our friends, right? And he's like, oh, he's yeah. my friend. He was so nice to us. Like he's like, oh, you're my, f- you're this is your friend, and we're like, yeah. And on our way out, we he did the whole meat thing, and he gave us like all these like salamis and like mustard and all this stuff. He was very generous, and we're like, uh, dude, this guy's cool. <laughs> so you knew him before he, he was Salt Bay, basically. Uh huh. Because I saw him on YouTube, right? My kid yeah. was like, check this out. He's really funny, right? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I know that guy. I've been to his restaurant. And, that's but cool, I don't know man. him, know him like he's not my friend or anything. But I just I've been there before he was like major. Yeah, but he he probably had kind of like a like a little like popular shop before he became popular. Oh, he was yeah. hot when he first started too because he had that signature like thing yeah, where yeah, yeah. he feeds you and comes to your tables. So mm. you know he always was like this charismatic, you know, chef or you mm. know butcher. So. Uh, hey man good for him man you know but he's so controversial you know <laughs> i mean he's got so big you know there's yeah. gonna be a lot of haters yeah true true he didn't he doesn't know how to handle at, at this at this like size anyway you know i think he's like you know what people are taking me way too seriously so i'm just gonna yeah. mess with y'all <laughs> dude he never imagined seriously. he never imagined like he will have like what there's like a new restaurant in, like texas now or something right some some yeah like, like everywhere it was popping up every day yeah 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 so good for him though you know good if you have a signature him. like grow your signature so because mm. once that gets on social media that's gonna 
increase your presence and your brand and blah blah blah. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of restaurants, check this out. So, I kind of wanted to talk to you about kind of most unique places we ate. Can you come up with any? I'm gonna come up with a couple, and then uh, you could like chime in. Yeah. So last year for my wife's birthday or year before that, uh, I took her to this pasta bar. It's called Sento Pasta Bar in downtown LA. Mm. And what the guy does is he rents out a bar in the daytime because obviously bar is not going to open in the day, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he sets up like temporary equipment at the bar and he cooks you like about whatever he has on hand for ingredients and he'll, he has about five dishes it's really really good and it's kind of like oh you know people don't have to have established restaurants to make good food anymore if oh, you yeah, really yeah. yeah yeah and it's like word of mouth can really help people to do that I'm like oh dude if you have the skills people will come you know you know like i think people are i think they're looking for something like that more like oh yeah looking yeah. for something that's like that i don't know that, that that's so like oh you can't get it anywhere it's just made uh-huh. by some guy uh-huh made with exclusivity exclusivity yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's what they're mostly looking for a lot of people i think yeah you can only get it here on a certain day right and if you're lucky to get there on that day to get it exactly it's huge right and that's like yeah that's the appeal for a lot of people because you can brag about it you're like dude have you tried this place and what is that you know yeah that's pretty cool any other places you've been that kind of unique i well i think korea doesn't have that many like i don't know maybe because i'm i don't go out anymore Uh but there's a lot i've I've seen a lot of weird stuff Uh uh-huh but I just never get to go out anymore, man. So, mm. but, uh, oh man, uh, I'm trying to think of something. I you know crab, I go crab like, uh-huh. like a month ago. Uh-huh. And then like it wasn't steamed. That, it wasn't that yeah, good. Yeah. But it wasn't that good though. You know crab, I? like, all right. Crab dish. I make it at home because I know I can make it cheaper and better at home. Not better, but just as good. I make it like Malaysian style. Not Malaysian style. I make it like uh, probably mostly Chinese style because it's cooked in oil with ginger and scallion. Oh, yeah. And ginger scallion. Yeah. 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 And the key I, I found out when, when you fry it or pan fry is mm. you need a cornstarch. Like cornstarch slurry, right? Yeah. Yeah, and what it does is it it, it it like it grabs onto the 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 shell and makes yeah. the shell like edible too. It makes it like oh. um savory because it uh. soaks up that the sauce in the pan. Yeah, yeah. And ginger and the oyster sauce and white pepper yeah. and woo. Yeah, it like tightens everything up, right? Yeah, it tightens everything up tightens everything up and it soaks it up it's delicious it's delicious but uh you know in korea like there are a lot of times i eat food off of back of a pongo truck 
So like tteokbokki is always cooked on a pongo truck, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm in the food FMB. Maybe uh-huh. that's why I don't like go out to eat uh-huh. as much. I always uh-huh. have to just eat at home. But I noticed uh-huh. that, like, I noticed a lot of my cooks don't even eat. Like especially the older guys, uh-huh. they don't really eat, man. Like they have you no know, interest in food, you know. Because you're doing it so much, right? And then I think you told me this, like. Chefs, they don't eat as well as what they serve to their customers. Oh, I mean, we have to taste it, right? So if uh-huh. we serve you like filet mignon with lobsters, uh-huh. we're gonna make one and taste it, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. But we're not gonna eat that like ever again, pretty much. <laughs> it's too you intense, know? you know, to eat it all the time. Yeah, and the last thing you want to eat is like. Food that you made, man. I mean, I don't know. It's not I as mean, good sometimes. And then um, this one guy was like, after a hard day's work, cooking in the kitchen and even cooking nice food, sometimes all you want to have is like a Burger King. Oh, yeah, dude. Like a sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah, just to top it off. And yeah. that's good enough for you, you know? Yeah, man. Like the I noticed like the guys who's been cooking longer and longer. Because I, I like the whole time I was in Jeju, I was with like the executive chef. Uh-huh. And he's like, He's like 70 something, dude. And he's, you know, like he doesn't eat, man. I mean, I don't know, maybe because he's old, <laughs> but a dude doesn't eat. I'm like, oh, let's like let's go eat lunch. He's like, nah. I'm just gonna drink some coffee, dude. <laughs> like, all right. Just chilling. Yeah. Anyway, anything else in LA that's interesting? Any other in foods? L- oh, LA. LA's got a lot of pop-ups and stuff too, man. There are a lot of pop-ups. So you'll see like people do a lot of pizza pop-ups, like Chicago deep dish or Sicilian pop-up I've seen. Like pizza? Oh. Uh-huh. And because it's a big investment. So what uh, some of the, the cooler guys will do is they'll do a pop-up to see how good it is. And then they'll... there was one guy who did, who was uh, a... Sh- uh, not a chef but he was like a brick oven pizza cook for 10 years at this oh, wow. well-known place he started his own brick oven pizza in the back of his truck oh nice near where i live and what he did was he's like you know what i'm gonna make you restaurant quality brick oven pizza and i'm gonna give you it for a really good deal 10 bucks nice like 10 inch cheap man 10 inch brick oven delicious restaurant quality pizza but poor guy he like i think like the health department like gave him a lot of crap about it but it was like the word on the street was this is legit like for 10 bucks it's totally worth it oh yeah man for 10 bucks yeah yeah it's two little caesars are like 10 bucks but i'd rather get that guy's back of the truck pizza <laughs> little caesars <laughs> oh one thing i had like huh? and it wasn't recent this was probably like this has been a while but i have have you have you heard of a have you had a crowful what's a crowful oh it's been a it's been around for a while man it's a croissant waffle no yep you never had a crowful man dang i've had that weird donut cronut but a crowful 
So basically, you yeah. like you make a croissant, right? Uh-huh. And then the before you you know the and then you roll it up and everything before you put it in the oven. Instead of putting it in the oven, you put it in a in a waffle machine, and you press it, and it comes out like this waffle looking. It, it looks like a waffle, right? But it's but flakier. In, inside's all flaky, so it's a crowfle. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, I have a waffle machine. I'm gonna make one. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, uh-huh. though the easiest thing to do is to go buy like the the frozen dough, croissant uh-huh. dough at like Costco. Uh huh. And just put that in the waffle machine. Yeah, don't put it frozen, but let it sit out for like you know, and uh-huh. like maybe put it in like a really low oven, so uh-huh. make it kind of like <clears throat> come up to room temperature and everything. Uh huh. And then put in the waffle. But that- there we go. That crowful thing was like huge for a while, man. Dude, I can't believe it didn't idea. reach you. It didn't it reach have, all the way out to LA. Might have. <coughs> I'll, I'm gonna do that. You know what I'm gonna put on it? My ham, sunny side egg, or egg over easy cheese. Oh, crowful with ham, egg, and cheese, bro. Yeah, Sounds man. Good. Thanks for listening, folks. Season one, episode 13, Bum and Ivy podcast on pretty much all the major platforms to stream the podcast. We'll be back next week, bro. Next week. Make that woo. Make that woo. You ain't got no chicken, bro. (laughs) No time for chicken. It's time for the woo. For the woo.